everybody. So this is really exciting. We are here. We're back. Sorry for the delay. Uh, you know, summer's just tr tricky and busy and everything like that. Uh, but we are, are here to do a special Chicks on Flicks podcast. We're going to be looking at the anime film, A Silent Voice. And uh, my, uh, Christine is here and I say hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Had, had a good summer. Yes, um, it's been crazy busy. So <laughs> I understand. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I had D23 and it took me a while to even just sort of recover from that and just busyness. So, uh, but I'm really excited that we can uh, be here to discuss this, this film. Uh, this was a, this has been a really rough year for animation. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Uh, last year was so good. I was so spoiled because there were so many great movies last year. And, you know, some people debate, was your name last year? Was it this year? Depending on how you look at it. But that, that was, of course, really, really special. And you had Kubo and the Two Strings and Finding Dory and uh, Moana and just so many great movies. And this year, Zootopia, this year... <laughs> It's just not as good. Let's just put it that way. And so I saw this movie and it really moved me and I thought it had a lot of things to talk about. And so I, I thought that uh, you having an anime background, uh, uh, familiarity with it, that uh, you'd be the perfect person to talk about it. So we're taking a break from the Ebert cast and we are doing this, uh, this anime. So uh, yes, uh, this movie is uh, directed by a woman, actually, which I think is really cool. Her, her name is ne Naoko Yamada. That's her name. It's based on the manga uh, of the same name, uh, which I guess is really good. I haven't, I haven't read the manga. But, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, what, did you, what do you think of, the, of this movie, uh, your sort of overall-based response? Well, first off, I'm so glad that you thought of me to talk about this with because when I was watching it, I was like, I'm so happy that I have been recommended this movie. Um, good. Yeah. I mean, my, if I had to pick like one word, I would say that this movie is very unique. Yeah. I have not seen anything like this movie. It is really unique. Whether uniqueness is like a good thing or a bad thing, I mean, I don't know. Um, I loved this movie. I really, really liked it. Um, but there is so much to just think and talk about. So I'm glad yeah. that you kind of prepared <laughs> some topics and things because there's a lot to process. Yeah. It, it's not a masterpiece like your name is. I mean, those don't come along very often. It has its flaws. I mean, your name does too, I guess. But, but it's not as good as your name, but uh, I don't think it has to be. I think it, it is a, it, it's a really ambitious, interesting film. And uh, it is, so we'll talk about some of the things we liked, some of the things we didn't like, uh, but the basic story behind this movie, it, without any major spoilers, I guess we might talk some spoilers, but the, the basic idea is that you have this uh, boy who is the lead character named Ishida, uh, Shoya Ishida is his name, and he, uh, he is not a happy kid, not a, not a nice kid. And when he's an elementary school kid, uh, there's a new girl in his class, uh, Nishima, and sorry if I'm saying these wrong, but anyway, uh, comes in and she's a deaf girl. And uh, he takes this as a, a challenge, I guess, and 
he's he's very annoyed by her and he's he starts to bully her really bad really really bad and uh, it kind of escalates and uh, he ends up getting expelled from school and the, the most of the movie is him as an older teen trying to kind of make recompense for what he's done and trying to deal with it and and her trying to accept what he's done as well so you kind of get both sides and it's really unique as a as a narrative a bully narrative uh to be sort of told from the bully's perspective uh and uh and to not have it be i didn't feel like at least sort of placating his or excusing his behavior at all so uh yeah what do you think of that overall sort of story that the the base story oh well um honestly this is I think an incredibly useful kind of story because I think it takes a very brave writer mm. to write from the perspective of the one who has done the wrong. Um, and I appreciated how they never tried to show that um, Shoya's bullying came from his own deep, dark pain. Right. And they, they never excused it. They never even made it seem like what he did wasn't so bad. It was awful. Like, yeah. When I, when I was first watching it, you know, and they have the montage with the hearing aids, I was so, like, it made me so emotional. Like, it made me so angry. You just flabbergasted, really, that you would have a protagonist who's being presented in such an unforgiving light. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. thing... Yeah. And... Uh, it, okay. It's really, it's really tough. I, I, they, they definitely don't sugarcoat it at all. And, uh, and I also thought it was very true, I guess, uh, how the teacher just is completely a, uh, enabler, I guess, I think of the behavior, mm-hmm. like doesn't do anything really to stop it. And, uh, and he, you know, he knows what all this is going on. And I really related to that because I had a similar experience when I was in fifth grade, uh, where I was bullied pretty badly, pretty, pretty badly. And my parents went into the teacher and and she was just basically like, boys will be boys, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of her attitude, like we can't really do anything. Sorry. You know? And, uh, and so my parents were like, well, screw that. I'm taking, I get out of your school. And, uh, thankfully. And, uh, so that's part of the reason why I'm such a you know, pro school choice advocate was because it, it really did help me so much. But anyway, I, I, I definitely related very much to this whole story uh, because uh, the, the way that, the way that Nish, Nishima, Nishmiya, Nishmiya, sorry, uh, Nishmiya, the, the way that she just kind of, the way that she just kind of sat there, like the, her, her sort of attitude, I felt like that was very, true as well of like the and then her finally when she finally does explode and let it all out and i don't know i just felt like it was it was very true yeah i think she was just so so hurt um i was going to say that the reason i think this kind of story is so useful um to have around is because the forgiveness arc we've seen a million times. The forgiveness arc is very black and white for someone to look at their past and be like, I need to find forgiveness in myself or someone um, or come to terms with something that someone else has done to me. And I think that this kind of arc 
is, is so much more complicated. And I loved how people kept calling um, Shoya out for doing it for himself. They're like, yeah. you just want to feel better about yourself. You're doing this for you. That's not a true apology. Like that's not, you know, making things right. And this, the absolute st- struggle and like, okay, well then, and how, like, how can you get out of your own head and not make it about you when it, 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 you're, you're still there, you're trapped. You're, it is about yeah. you because you're in your head. I just thought that was just so. That, that's really true. And I think that might've seemed more cloying if the, if the change didn't feel authentic and real and it did to me. Mm-hmm. And it felt like this is a different person than we saw at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. And, uh, and uh, I think, I think what also made it work is that it's not just that he's like sort of trying to find forgiveness. It's that he, he's just so lonely, mm-hmm. you know, that, that he's, the, that the two kind of have this weird bond because of their shared loneliness. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a beautiful message of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's sort of that, that human connection that loneliness can <laughs> can oddly give us, I guess. Yeah. Well, and there's, um, well, you know, and, and bullying is a form of abuse, right? While abuse is not, um, there's, there's no positive bond. It is very intimate. And, um, I think there was a really interesting video on the internet a little while ago where people would slap random strangers, like two people were put together and you got, mm-hmm. you had permission to slap them. And a couple people commented like that, that felt really intimate. <laughs> um, and so there is yeah. this, I think that there is this very, very weird bond with some people and some people have to work all their lives to, you know, like break that and free themselves from it. And then some people are going to have to um, come to terms or understand it. Like how you react to that, that um, bond that's really imposed on you by another person. And that's why it's abuse, you know, is that that person chooses you and then creates this connection you never really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, it, it's a little bit different because you're dealing with children a little, you know, like yeah. he's not a, he's not a, an adult uh, when right. he makes these foolish choices, but, but yeah, I, 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 that's a really interesting point. Yeah. That there is something kind of oddly intimate about, these kinds of intense experiences that, that you go through. And uh, I just, I just felt like, I, I, th- I don't know, maybe it's going to sound lame, but I, I think you can kind of tell that this was directed by a woman because mm. just, there's just a certain, uh, I don't know, like a degree of, uh, of, of love and, uh, and softness. And maybe that's to use cliches, uh, but I don't know. I just feel like you can kind of just tell that this isn't directed by the typical Japanese sort of male uh, mm-hmm. narrative kind of voice, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. I think that one of the things that points me to agree with you is I was just, I just learned this new word a couple of weeks ago called bathos. Have you ever heard of this word? No. I, I learned it from a YouTube video and it was talking about how um, people will feel uncomfortable with dramatic passionate storytelling. And so the storyteller will create humor or comedy to lighten the mood and they'll essentially kill the drama. It's kind of like the whole problem with Hunchback of Notre Dame is it's- Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And I think that um, women 
uh, directors and writers in general are more comfortable with those uh, deep emotions and just letting them sit there on screen mm. without any interruption at all. And this movie did that constantly. And I didn't think that they made things melodramatic except for one time. Yeah. Um, there was one where I was like, I was like, this, I got a little <laughs> ridiculous, but other than that one moment, um, and I don't know if we're like talking spoilers. Yeah. Here. Let's just do it. Let's just, okay. Well, I'll put a warning. So, yeah. We'll put up a little warning, but, um, it was when Shoya woke up in the hospital and he took off all of his hookups oh, and yeah. ran out of the hospital in his hospital gown. And I was, I was like, okay, that's, that's like, it was just a bit much, but it was really only that one moment that I felt like we had crossed into melodrama. Everything other than yeah. that, I felt was just um, very heartfelt and in place and realistic. Yeah, I, I can see that. That it does it does get a little uh, over the top in in, in a few moments. I, but you know, you are dealing with some pretty. Uh, uh, it'd be easy to sort of go off that bridge even more. So it's kind of amazing there are more <laughs> moments like that when you're dealing with things. As, as dramatic as suicide and stuff like that, you know, that, uh, that, uh, it, it, uh, it does, it does handle tone pretty, pretty well, but yeah, I agree yeah. with you there. Um, what do you think of this whole idea of the, uh, the social re social anxiety, the way it's handled in the movie and this idea of the X's over the faces? What do you think of that? Oh my gosh. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, <laughs> Because here's so the interesting. Oh, sorry. Go oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, the interesting thing is that uh, he goes from uh, Ish uh, Ishida goes from being the uh, the bully to being uh, the outcast. You right. know that, that that like like society sort of says what you did was wrong, and we're gonna punish you for it. And and then he becomes he, he develops the social anxiety, which is really interesting on a lot of levels. And and so if those who haven't seen the movie they everybody that's around him he has has a, a blue x over their faces because he can't make eye contact with them uh, because he's so messed up mm -hmm. anyway sorry yeah i thought it was um such a beautiful story of you know bullying the bully and mm -hmm. what that really accomplishes says on the faces it was and his whole social anxiety situation and everything yeah. and how um, it's really more of an emotional social anxiety than a, you know, biological one. Mm. Um, and that it's, it's self-caused. Um, yeah, because uh, Nishima is more biological, like you're saying, like it's more because of, she has more of a biological reason for there being a difference between her and the other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't put it sure. that way, but that's very true. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I was just thinking about... Um, you were saying about bullying the bully? Yeah, like on Twitter today, you know, you see constant um, dogpiling and shaming of bullies. And I just think that um, it's, it's really not the solution. And I thought that this was just a really beautiful way of, of showing that. Um, and I, yeah, it's a tricky balance because you don't want to appease them. You don't want to excuse, excuse the behavior in any way, but you know, you're just kind of creating a school shooter at a certain point. Like mm. <laughs> you, you, you have to, uh, 
just be careful when I don't know, you just have to treat people like human beings and uh uh and i don't know the way we just they everybody it's like it's one thing that's what makes that's what makes education policy and some of things so hard is because you're trying to create something for this huge mass group of people and each person has their own individual weird unique story that has all these facets and you know mm -hmm. things like that and uh so you know that you just have to look at the person and try to to not uh, I don't know, just look at it as a unique situation. <laughs> yeah, it it is so complicated. And that's kind of what I appreciated about this movie was that it didn't give you a whole lot of black and white. This is what people should do. This is what people shouldn't do. Yeah. Here are all the solutions and everything. Um, I, I thought it was interesting too, because, um, you know, spending a little bit of time in Japan taught me a lot about the completely different paradigms, you know, that some people will think with and, um, you know, suicide is a major issue in Japan and so is bullying. Um, I didn't know that. yeah, Japan has some of the highest suicide rates for a first world country. Um, it's horrendously out of control and bullying is really, really bad, but a lot of it comes from this, um, mindset that on one hand is really positive because you get a lot of self-sufficiency, you get um, good education and success, people who are, uh, you know, creative business people and a lot of really great like driven things. But on the other hand, you get this attitude that is very survival of the fittest. And there are a lot of Japanese parents that will excuse bullying because it's kind of a tried and true tradition in Japan. Mm. They see it as a way of weeding out the weak. They see it as a very natural and normal thing that children do, that they're going to create their own hierarchical orders amongst each other. Um, but then there's kind of this modern wave of Japanese people who are fighting tooth and nail against that mentality. Mm. And so there's this massive cultural clash right now happening in Japan with their children because you have all these parents who are like, you know, my child just has a lot of energy. They're a very powerful child. They're a natural leader. And this is how they've got to figure out what to do with that energy. And then you have these other parents who are like, yeah, but like my kid is coming home from school every day with a bloody nose and a black eye. Like, yeah, it, don't, don't put your energy on my kid. Yeah. So, but I mean, I even had a friend whose son was the same age as my son. They were both two at the time and they would play and she was like, you know, my son was born in the year of the dragon. Like he's a very powerful kid. He's a lot of energy. Like she would say this stuff and he would just hit my son constantly all the time. Like we would go over and she and I got along, but her son would hit my son until my son was hiding underneath the couch every time we went there. And, um, she's, we kind of, talked about it with each other and she said your son is very sensitive isn't he and i'm like well anybody's sensitive if you hit him in the face enough times like what is this and then another time like her son hit my son in the face and she grabs her son and hits him across the face and says don't hit <laughs> except in japanese but um yeah. you know, damn it <laughs> so you know it's like I so seeing this That's kind of show, yeah, yeah, like with that context, yeah. you know, where it's this there's a struggle in Japan to understand this kind of thing, this kind of bullying yeah. behavior. Um, they don't have the same um, 
attitude that we have right now in the States where, you know, we're just so adamant that like bullies are the worst and like get rid of all of them. Like they're terrible. I don't know. It just, uh, so. Well, it I, took us a while yeah. to get there. It took us a while to get to this point. Oh, uh, for sure. Think, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's really, really interesting. And it kind of makes you think about his mother in the movie a little bit differently, given that context then, because mm-hmm. she, uh, she n- never makes excuses for her son, which I really love. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. her personality when even, uh, the great scene when she burns the money, I love that <laughs> scene. So good. That's so good. <laughs> like, you are not going to commit suicide ever again. <laughs> I will burn this money. And I don't know. I thought that was great. You know, that, that he is the kind of character that sort of needs a slap in the face in a way, like needs somebody that like, there is, there is a point where sometimes you can get, they almost have too much introspection, almost too mm-hmm. much, you know, like, and uh, I felt like that was just sort of a, a wake up call, I guess. Uh, it was a really great moment. She was a fun character. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Single mom, you know, kind of a thing. This would just sort of peel off, mm, you know, just so ever so slowly. And then we do yeah. get the ending when it, there's sort of a mess, like they all fall off and it's like, yes. Yeah. It's really good. Really cool. There's an element that reminds me of, um, have you ever seen or read The Kite Runner? Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the subline is, you know, can, can you be good again? How can you be good again? I yeah. think. Uh, it's it's similar yeah, to that. Yeah, that's a good comparison. The main character is someone who has done something terribly wrong in his childhood, mm-hmm. and then has to grow up and figure it the heck out. Yeah, that's a. I wouldn't have thought. But yeah, you're right. That they are. Uh, I love that book. The movie. I don't think is as successful as the book, but that's probably a tall order because I love that book. It, it's it's brutal. It's really hard to read. Uh, but, uh, but it is one of my, one of my favorite books of uh, the last, whatever period, uh, forget when it was actually written, but anyway, um, yeah, that's really, that's really true. And that he, he's, he's almost, it's, it's interesting too, because that involves a certain degree of like honesty, whereas at least with Ishida, he, he's always he's always kind of honest about what he's doing and he's always, uh, and you get even the impression that he's sort of attracted to, to Nishima from the beginning. And that's part of that, 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 that's certainly not an excuse at all, but that is, I think part of the reason why he does what he does is because I think he is sort of attracted to her. Mm. Well, and I think that there was a, I felt like there was a big element of Shoya being afraid of the other bullies. It's like he, mm. he knew that as soon as he lost his station, he would become the bullied. Yeah. And I think you kind of sensed that from all of them, that they were afraid of the others turning on them. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there definitely was sort of a peer pressure kind of dynamic going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's very true. Uh, yeah, sort of I feel, I feel like we've covered a lot of the really strong things. I just, I had... Uh, just the change in him feels authentic. I really liked him as a, as a high schooler. I really liked him as a, you know, my, uh, I mean, not liked him, but like, I liked his character. It was a very well-rounded, interesting character to me. And, uh, and uh, yeah. And I just felt like it was a very emotionally true uh, movie. 
Uh, and then my other, uh, I just think the animation is just beautiful. I love the way that it uses nature. Uh, that you know, you'll, particularly with uh, Nishima, you see uh, uh, flowers with her a lot, uh, and um, there's just sort of a feeling of peace and calm <laughs> with her. And watching it as a uh, watching it subtitled because they can't really subtitle what she's saying, but right. you get what she's saying, uh, what she's trying to say, and. And it was just so, the character design, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, isn't that great, but like just the, the backgrounds and the way you use light and nature and the animation, I just thought was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I also love the music. I think mm -hmm. the score is just so yeah. pretty. Yeah. Well, and the sound in general for this yes. movie, there was so much attention paid. Yeah. Uh, and there, I was talking with my friend that uh, that a lot of, particularly a lot of animation, the 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 scores are just very flat, very bland, mm -hmm. and unless it's like a flat out musical like Moana, and so that's one thing that anime totally has, I think, better than uh, Western animation is just this beautiful instrumentals and accompaniment and everything. So, and the sound design, like you say, is whether it's the Studio Ghibli film or your name or whatever, it, the sound design is always so good, mm -hmm. so good. So I really liked that. And so let's talk about some of the things maybe we didn't like as much. Okay. Uh, my, it is a long movie. <laughs> That's probably mm -hmm. its biggest downside. It's mm -hmm. two hours and 10 minutes, a long movie. I, I, I think that for that reason, it's gonna be a bit of a tough sell for people that either don't like anime or struggle with anime or you know whatever this would definitely not be one that i would suggest as a uh, as a starting point <laughs> at least 15 minutes i think shaved off and not really missed that much uh if not an hour because <laughs> 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 i remember i was like this movie's probably almost over and i looked at it 40 minutes left and i was, <laughs> I was like wow okay <laughs> yeah that's fair it's too long for sure it, half hour I could easily have taken out um so that that is a downside to it for sure no doubt um and that just makes the whole pacing seem kind of languid at times mm -hmm. uh, and uh and it can be a little repetitive because they do kind of do the certain scenes several times like they have mm -hmm. several suicide sort of scenes and they have several you know like bowling scenes and we kind of it's like we get we we got it <laughs> we get the idea. Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, did you, what is something that you had as a, as a downside? Was that the main thing was the pacing? Um, no. And you know, it didn't really bother me. Like I was surprised at how long it was, but it, it didn't bother me. I actually felt like this would be a good introduction for people who don't normally watch anime. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just because like I have a friend, so my best friend, Chris, she doesn't watch anime at all. And mm -hmm. I have been on her to watch your name. I'm like, what's your name? <laughs> um, but this one, I was like, I would also show her this one because she just loves things with this kind of emotional depth, mm -hmm. um, which is what a lot, I think a lot of people don't think anime has to offer. And so therefore they don't watch it mm -hmm. um, because of the way that it, the, the kind of the stereotypes are biggest negative to me. Um, I well, there was one thing that, that kind of bothered me. I understand um, 
uh, Nishimiya being a victim and kind of being trampled. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like she fell into the stereotype of the angelic disabled person mm. who is just so forgiving constantly and, and so loving that her purpose is to help other people learn to love themselves. Um, I think that that was my least favorite thing. I can see a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, she does finally have her moment where she just loses it and just (laughs) clobbers them, which is a really satisfying moment because she has been pretty, um, yeah, I can see that. I think there's truth. So I, I didn't hate it. I didn't feel like she was totally flat. Like she fit that stereotype in every way for sure. Um, and the fact that she has her own frustrations and her uh, downside uh, and uh, there could be a, sometimes a little bit of confusion I really liked what they did with Nish- Nishimaya's um, vocals the way they did that but it could be a, a little confusing at times of mm-hmm. what was she was trying to say or what was going on but I kind of liked that so it was a good good and a bad I guess mm-hmm. uh, mostly good but anyway so that's really all it's just the main flaw is just is just the pacing and, and that will be a, a deal breaker to some and but for me it wouldn't and so I was glad that it wasn't for uh, for you <laughs> to hear that so yeah I'm, I'm glad that you overall enjoyed it it's it's one I could I, I could just picture some people thinking this is boring uh-huh. and other people really liking it so I'm glad you liked yeah it. <laughs> well and I think I went with um with her speech I actually really really appreciated that about the movie because I think that they were trying to make a point. Most people who are deaf are not completely deaf. And, mm-hmm. you know, the odds are that they'll have a hearing aid. The odds are is that they'll have some speech ability, but they might avoid talking because of the reaction they're going to get from people. Mm-hmm. Um, they might feel more comfortable doing that around people they know better, which she does. And I thought that that was just so well represented um, that someone had actually done their homework. Someone had actually done their research. And, um, there were a couple moments where I thought that her speech really was a, a treasure <laughs> in the movie. Um, one being, you know, oh my gosh, when they, they're fighting and she just repeats over, I'm doing my best. Mm. And at first you don't even know what she's saying and he, neither does he, but then mm-hmm. as she repeats it, you understand it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so, <laughs> so beautiful. I just was dying. It was so good. And then when she tries to tell him ski or ski desk, like I like you. And he thinks she's saying Suki, the moon. Oh um, yeah. Similar. But then I loved how she goes home and she plants her face in her bed and she's just kicking her legs and everything. Just like the physicality of this movie um, felt so real to me, you know, where she's just, she's just so frustrated and so embarrassed that he misunderstood this huge moment, you know, and even when, you know, her little sister Yuzu, which by the way, Yuzu is this um, Japanese citrus fruit. And mm. so it was a really cute nickname um, for the sister. And, and even Yuzu's like, oh, you told him you like him? Like, it's exciting, right? She's about to be happy. And then she's like, he, he didn't understand what I said. And just how devastating that would be. And what an awful um, you know, reminder of her limitations. I just yeah. really felt for her. So I, I loved that, how they did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And um, she just was... A- uh, it was just a really 
honest, true, authentic movie that I thought, uh, I don't know, it just, in a, it, like I said, it, particularly this year where just so many of the animated films have like fallen flat. And maybe it was also partly I'd seen the, uh, the Moji movie this week. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, yay. <laughs> oh. This is so great, but uh, but no, but I think it genuinely, even outside of that, it, it is a a good film, and uh, it just there's just something raw and emotional, and they took risks and they tried things as opposed to just sort of this corporate filmmaking that we see, which sometimes can be enjoyable, but uh, but I don't know, there was just something that I really bonded with emotionally with the film, yeah. and and once you can do, once a movie can do that you can forgive a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I've said constantly about Wonder Woman is that it, I'm totally aware of its flaws and I'm totally aware that it has wonky CGI and it has some other things that aren't perfect, but I don't care because I emotionally bonded with the character. I emotionally was invested in her story and what she was going through. And so I, that's kind of how I feel about this and many other films is that mm -hmm. uh, is that they they manage to be emotionally true and tell a story that I feel for and I can relate to especially this one as a somebody who was bullied as a child it was something that I really uh, I felt I felt I felt like it could have been cloying and it could have been uh, sentimental but in my opinion it, it felt true mm -hmm. absolutely I think that you know art happens on the edge mm -hmm. and this was That's a daring movie Right. And if you're going to be, you know, taking risks, some of them are going to pay off. And then every once in a while, yeah. your foot's going to slip over the edge, you know, and you yeah. might get a little bit of, a little bit too much on either side, but, um, exactly right. you know, it doesn't play it safe. So this movie is naturally going to have flaws. And I think that that's totally acceptable. I'm not yeah. sure where, you know, our society ever got it in their heads that like, you can't like a movie that has some flaws in it. Yeah. Really not sure because all the best ones do. Yeah. I think that, that that's a great, I like that. Art it plays on the edge. That's really good. Very good. Um, and for the record, Makoto Shinkai, the director of Your Name, came out and said that he absolutely loved this movie and that he thought it was good. So, and they're competing awesome. in Japan at the box office at the time. So that's oh. was pretty cool. Yeah, I think there's some that. similarities. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. So if you had to give it a, a score, uh, from uh, one to 10, what would you give it? I think for um, what it set out to be, what it is, like how confident I would feel showing it to another person, I, I, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. That was nice. great. Yeah, I'd probably give it, just because of the pacing uh, thing issue, I'd probably give it a nine. That's a really strong score. It's yeah. one of well, my favorites I mean, of the year. Because I think your name is a 10 out of 10. So if I compared it to that, you know, then I'd have <laughs> yeah. to knock it down. But I don't know, in its own element. Yeah, I've seen almost 70 movies this year, and this is my fourth favorite. So mm -hmm. that's pretty high praise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, praise. So, all right. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, make sure you guys are following uh, us on Chicks on Flicks on Twitter. We'll try to be more active on that uh, in the next. Uh, you know, next little bit. And let us know if you're going to see uh, a silent voice uh, and it's called, what's the name in uh, Japanese? Uh, it's um, Kono Katachi. 
is the name. And sometimes it's just called The Shape of Voice. That's what mine was titled when I watched it. Okay, yeah. So The Shape of Voice, A Silent Voice, uh, Kono Katachi uh, is the Japanese. Uh, If you get a chance to see it or if you have read the manga or whatever, put in the comments section. Let us know what you think of it and, and where you're at on it. And uh, that would be great. We'd love to hear. And uh, where can people uh, find you, Christine? They can find me. Um, uh, I'm doing Instagram the most these days. So yeah. my family account is C, the letter C, C Tyler Insta. And then my book account or like stories and things like that is C Tyler Books. So, okay, great. Well, I'll have a link to that in the description. And yeah, like I said, follow us on, on Chicks on Flick. And uh, you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media. And, uh, and we're going to have a fun podcast this Saturday. My friend AJ is joining me. We're going to talk, we're going to start a new sort of hidden gems series that we're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Follow That Bird, which is the Big Bird movie, which is awesome. So <laughs> it's going to be really fun. So look forward to that. I just posted my review of The Dark Tower. <laughs> um, last night it was just not a good not a good film uh, and so hopefully you enjoy that and uh, yeah we'll, we'll be back again uh, sometime sometime hopefully next week we'll see we'll see how things go summer's, summer's a bit challenging so uh, we'll let you know if you follow us on Twitter when our next broadcast will be so thanks All again right. Yeah, and uh, uh, we will uh, talk again soon